It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Well, the climate, just to use the word, in Texas, a little bit heated right now on a number of issues. Uh, Texas legislature members arming themselves, the Disaster Act, the economy, property rights, legalizing alcohol to go, and, of course, immigration, which will be the focus of the Biden administration during the themed week of executive orders that comes up on Friday and Of course, the case brought by the attorney general in Texas that has resulted in a temporary restraining order. We'll get into that in greater detail, but a temporary restraining order against Biden's 100 day deportation moratorium. A lot on the table. And at your level, as we talk about going local, Representative Briscoe Kane from Texas's 128th House District. Uh, Briscoe, there's not a more Texas name than that. Welcome to the show. Well, howdy, David. <laughs> Thanks, man. Wow. Yes, there's a lot going on down here in our state. So let's start with, uh, and of course, this happened at the congressional level in Washington, but in Texas, Texas legislature, members of the legislature arming themselves. Uh, Is it a security issue? Uh, What is the point that uh, your fellow members would like to make? You know, look, I've I've been, I guess, uh, carrying uh, for my own personal protection, the protection of others since I was uh, first elected three sessions ago. But uh, I think there are more doing it because of, uh, of things that are going on, especially Republicans. However, there are Democrats that do carry here in the Texas House. But I think Republicans recognize in a way that we're being hunted. I mean, there are, there are sincere and real threats coming after us. I mean, uh, our, our, the state bar, right, which regulates lawyers here in Texas, there are there are board members of it that are trying to look into other conservative lawyers for sedition and treason right now. Um, and they're after us. So it's not really as much as what the Capitol riots there in D.C. Uh, anybody be crazy to do that in Texas. We're already well-armed. Our staff is already well-armed. Um, as I was quoted yesterday in the paper, there are more guns in my office than there are people, which is absolutely true. Uh, and, and oddly enough, the last numbers they had, uh, in 2013, they said there were dozens of firearms in the Capitol. Well, there's dozens on my hallway um, as we speak. So that's certainly changed. But, uh, yeah, certainly to, to be able to protect ourselves. It's crazy. Well, no, and, and protection is about that, exactly, protection. You talk about the threats. And, you know, your fellow representative, a Democrat, by the way, as you mentioned, there are Democrats as well, uh, Representative Vicente Gonzalez, while he has an opposition uh, to an effort by fellow Democrats to overturn this decades-old regulation, part of what we're discussing here, uh, he supports the rights that uh, you all have and that he trusts the existing policy. So, you know, we're, we're told publicly this is a right versus left issue, but one of your first words was about your security and your personal protection. Yeah, 100%. And right now we've got state troopers uh, all over the Capitol. And, and that's, I almost think they could go home. I, some of this, I think, was blown out of proportion. I understand uh, necessity for caution. Um, but, man, we're paying them a lot of money right now. <laughs> Hazard pay and overtime and all this per diem. And I, I, I wish they were out investigating real crimes. 
But um, hey, it, nothing happened, so I'm thankful for that. But there are there are crime crime is going up mostly, at least in Texas. It's from from district attorneys that George Soros bought and paid for, where these people get no bonds and and they're out committing crimes again. You know, because they're not being prosecuted or they're immediately released on violent felonies. That's the real problem we're seeing. We're seeing it across the country. Well, let's tackle that issue for a moment. My guest, Representative Briscoe Kane from Texas's 128th district. Is there a measure or any set of measures that the Texas legislature, working with the attorney general, the governor's office, uh, what can you all do? to do something about these prosecutors, this no bail or, you know, basically a catch and release program for criminals, because I've followed this for years in other cities or parts of cities around America. Uh, This leads to an increase in crime and even bigger statistics in the everyday crimes. And sadly, you know, more along the lines of robberies, felonies, assaults, things that that happen daily all around this country. Yeah, well, we need some bail reform. It's uh, been something looked at in the last few sessions. hasn't been that successful, but I think timing, as you know, is really important uh, in legislative bodies that the people finally get sick and tired enough of it, uh, and they, they start calling their representative's office is enough. People start to listen, and hopefully we can get some bail reform done. And then legislative branches have to remember that they control the purse strings, and so they have to do some funding uh, tricks or withhold funding from those bad actors that that aren't using the, the tax dollars well um, and putting the bad guys behind jail. So it's it's pretty important. I think we're going to see a lot of things happen. Of course, this year there's going to be things on uh, on firearms. Hopefully, Texas passes constitutional carry. I think there's a great chance that the state of Texas passes a a fetal heartbeat bill to ban abortion after the detection of a heartbeat. I think we've got some great. Uh, shots at, at, at upholding laws like that with, with us holding the, the U.S. Supreme Court. All right, let's talk about something else that matters. Uh, and as big a state as Texas is, I still remember, Briscoe, my first, not my first trip into Texas, but my first drive into Texas when I was on I-10, and it said El Paso, 848 miles. To this day, I will <laughs> never forget that moment. In all my years in Texas, I've traveled the state, it just about every corner. I, I had the distinction of being the first show ever broadcast on radio across the entire state of Texas in its history. So I've had a little bit of familiarity. What I learned was about what matters to people. And you talk about personal protection, but also the protection of their life, their property, and help from the government when it comes to the right things that government has a role in. Disasters, you know, nat- natural, man-caused whatever the case may be, uh, the governor uh, stepping into this with an executive order. So the legislature and your efforts when it comes to the Disaster Act, uh, what should your fellow Texans know about? Well, we're certainly be looking at reforming executive powers. The executive branch, of course, being, uh, at least in Texas, we have what we call county judges. They're not so much uh, judges, at least mostly in the big cities, uh, your mayors uh, and the governor. Look, the way that law was written, it's got a lot of problems. The Disaster Acts were, of course, passed throughout the country uh, during 1974, 75, and 76. And I believe it poses a lot of separation of powers issues, whereby we have uh, members of the executive branch writing laws and 
doing things that the lawmaking branch was supposed to do. And uh, we were a little more kind of uh, responsible to the people and uh, closest to the people. It, 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 responsible in the way that if your business is closed, then, then we can kind of get in trouble from our business owners. They would have been open by now. Um, the, the executives are usually shielded from these kind of political pressures. And it's something you can't tolerate. So I think you're also going to see a lot of bills filed and passed. I just filed one that says you don't have to pay your taxes or licensing fees or anything if your business is shuttered. And we need to continue to do things like this. That way the government isn't getting its benefits of tax dollars if it also gets to close your business. Just that point right there. And I hope people caught that in many other states for various reasons. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're seeing political decisions made by those who don't always follow the very science they tell us to follow. Businesses are being shuttered by the pandemic or by the governor's orders or whatever county official in some states, not just in Texas at times, but in other areas. Yet they're still being taxed, so they're unable to earn income, but it's important to tax them. It makes no sense to me. (laughs) It doesn't make any damn sense, man. How how can you tell somebody they can't earn a living – but they still got to pay the taxes. It just—it's out of control. Either way, we need to open it up. Of course, you—you you tell the truth in your show. That's what you're known for. That—that um, that shuttering these businesses only slowed the thing down and increased spikes in COVID. Let's let people live their lives. It's time. It is time to let people and let people make decisions, be innovative, do what business owners have done to build their very lives and their fortunes that are now being taken away from them. All right, I got one last one for you, Briscoe. This this one this one brings me back to uh an ice house in Houston way, way back. Let's just say way, way back. And, you know, you get a bucket of beer and uh, if you didn't get through the bucket, you went home with it. And in Texas uh now the state restaurant association and one of your fellow lawmakers uh legislation that would let restaurants uh, battered by the very pandemic we were just talking about permanently sell alcohol to go your take yeah of course you should be able to sell alcohol to go for Pete's sakes we were the last state i could you not last state uh in 2019 to allow you to go to a brewery and take a beer home okay we finally did that. Yes, people should be able to go home um, <laughs> with their beer from the restaurant, of course. No brainer. All right. As I said, it was an ice house and a very, you know, I remember that day. I took it home, took the rest home because I shouldn't drink it and drive. See, there you go. Safety was always first in my book, Briscoe, and you have to just go with that one because I said so. But thanks for joining well, trust me. me, David. <laughs> You should. All right, my friend. Thank you. Good for joining us today and uh, good for you. We've got to hear from our legislators at the state level much more often. So we'll have you back. All right. Briscoe Kane, Texas, 128th uh, District. Uh, we're, we're going to do that through the show. It, it, it look, it, I've talked about it. We've done it before, but maybe just more of a heightened awareness. Your, your local legislators. And by the way, if you have someone out there that you know, is really hitting all the notes or the notes that are necessary on a local issue, a state issue. Uh, You can't just go local. You have to highlight the local issues, and maybe other states will pick up on good ideas. A lot of good ideas have come out of Texas. 
You can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.